BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. So this episode is going to be super different in that it's not actually an episode of the Lady Genius Podcast. It is an episode of my secret show with my dear little sister called the Lazy Sisters Podcast. And it is available for people who are supporters on the $3 level on Patreon. Um, so I just wanted to give you a chance to listen to us being fools. Um, it's so fun. This is not a mistake that it's as long as your podcast app is saying. Um, yeah, we talk a really long time about everything and nothing, and it's the best. So hopefully you will enjoy it. Um, th- it is spring break for me, and so this is just a really great chance for me to still enjoy time with my family, but you still get a new episode that's about 17 times longer than usual. I will be back next week with a three-week series, you guys, legit three-week series. I'm working on it now about food in a bowl. We're going to be talking about food in a bowl. It's going to be so exciting. But for now, here is the Lazy Sisters podcast. I'm Kendra, the big sister. And I'm Hannah, the little sister. You're listening to the Lazy Sisters podcast. Real life sisters keeping you from real bad choices. I love how sometimes when I say podcast, I get really set podcast. I don't know what what accent comes out. Midwest? Maybe. I get those all confused. No offense to anyone living in the Midwest. It wasn't an offensive statement. It just, I don't know the differentiation of accents. I just feel like I'm going blind. (laughs) (laughs) What does it have to do with accents? No, it's just, it's it's been happening a lot recently. I I looked down, like I was just looking down at our Patreon page and everything was buzzy, (laughs) blurry. That's not a word. (laughs) It is a word. It's just not the right one. No, it was all blurry. And then when I was looking at your computer, because we were having technical difficulties earlier, yes, it was all. It was like, what's that? What's that two pronged instrument <laughs> up at the top of the garage? You right? wear glasses, though. I know. I do feel you like, need a new prescription? Well, these are old glasses. Oh, well, that might be your problem. <laughs> but they said my prescription wasn't that different, mm. and it's up close, and I am far. Never know the difference. Nearsighted. No, I'm nearsighted because I can see things close up. I can't see things far away. Right? I don't know the difference. I don't know. I mean, I know there's one and one. I just don't know which one goes with which one. Okay. Well, I can see things. I can't see things far away. I can see things near. Now I can't see anything near. And <laughs> so anything at all. It's all bl- buzzy. So that's why I said I think I'm going buzzy blind. <laughs> Sorry for that. It just took me by surprise. Got I looked it. down and I couldn't see the words. I can see how that would be surprising. All right. She's squinting at her phone. No. She's pulling oh. him down on her oh. nose. Oh, no. Am I going to need progressive? <laughs> 
She's I can see it now. You can see it now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really look like an 80-year-old <laughs> librarian <laughs> right now. Oh, dear. Like pulling her glasses down on her nose, up and down, like, which, where, okay. where can I see this right now? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we, we, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> trust, yeah, tr- trust us. <laughs> You're in for a treat because... Hannah walked into our cool recording studio, which is someone else's living room, um, with a mason jar of a of an amber liquid. And, it's called bourbon. Right. And you said that this is the bourbon you have wanted me to try. Yes. This was my push present, even though I didn't push my baby out. How do you feel about that term, push present? I think it's a little weird, but I like it. I like the concept. I, I like think the, the concept. name is problematic. Push present, yes. I got a push present. I feel like the push present is maybe your baby. <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't know. I'll go with bourbon too. Anyways, Luke always buys me a bottle of bourbon, like a really nice bottle of bourbon Okay, for, you know. Having a baby? Having a baby. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. This is what I would like for you to try live on air. Okay. I've never, you guys, I've never tried bourbon before. Much less like legit straight from a, from a vessel. Yeah. This is not the vessel that I would ideally like you to drink from. I'd love for you to drink from, you know, like a, my Glencairn nosing glass, but it's fine. It's okay. So what you're drinking, what what you're going to drink is, is, uh, Angel's Envy. That's the name of the bourbon. That's the name of the bourbon. Okay. But this is a, but it's a rye whiskey. I don't like rye bread. Well, I like rye whiskey. I think you just need to try it. It doesn't taste like bread. Well, I mean, I'd like bread. I, just I know, like but I'm saying bread. it doesn't taste like rye bread. Okay, okay, cool. So it's rye whiskey. Okay. Aged in Caribbean rum barrels. Okay. So it's a very, it's a specialty. It's like a it's like a special offshoot. It's of like angels. a high, it feels like it's a hybrid if it's bourbon aged in rum barrels. It's not a hybrid. It just adds to the overall flavor. I I think that this it's very vanilla forward. I <laughs> called it warm vanilla sex earlier. You did say that. Just to be frank. I'm just anything that's anything forward than <laughs> its flavor. Okay, should I smell it first? You need to smell it as you're sipping it. I don't know <laughs> if I'm like, able to okay, do that. Okay, swish it around the glass. Okay, I'm swishing. I'm swish swishing. it around the glass. Okay, now smell it. Microphone. Capture the nose. Okay, Capture okay. the nose. Oh, that smells really good. Yeah, okay. Now, you know what that smells like? You know what that smells like? Those peach buckets I made. <laughs> So long ago. Okay. It was Pillsbury. It was Pillsbury biscuit dough with yeah. peaches and This is cinnamon. a hundred dollar peach, <laughs> peach biscuit. Okay. 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 So taste it. Okay. Okay. And just kind of let it go across. Now open up your mouth. Get the air in. <laughs> get some air in your mouth so you can. <laughs> what? Thoughts? It's, I've always wanted to have. <laughs> I've always wanted to have the sensation of that office episode when Michael drinks <laughs> and David he, Wallace he asks for he a needs Splenda. Splenda. Just some ice. <laughs> a few packets of Splenda. <laughs> Splenda. No, I. The warming is happening now. You know, I kind of forgot for a second. 
you don't do alcohol. <laughs> no, I won't. You're going to have to drive me home. <laughs> I just realized this. You took a literal maybe quarter of a teaspoon yeah. sip. This episode is going to be so fun. <laughs> you're probably lit by now. You guys, I have no tolerance. None. I can hold caffeine like a champ, but alcohol flattens me like nothing. I mean. She'll have half a glass of wine and she's like, I'm t- you're, you're seeing buzzy. I am very buzzy or blurry or both. Um, No, that tastes. Not, yeah, that's nice. I can see why people would enjoy sitting around and drinking that. Yeah. Well, I certainly do. As as I'm very glad I'm very glad that you do. Yeah. I learned, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast and off. I just, I I'm just not as much of a beverage person. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a. I don't get pleasure. I'm not gonna finish this sentence. I think that's wise. <laughs> I think that's wise. I'm still gonna make you a couple different types of yes. mixed drinks. I just think to see. I like some, yes. No, I do like that. I, that's nice. Now I wouldn't spend. I would rather buy a new mixer blade for my KitchenAid. Of course. But I really, I, I, I but appreciate. But it's nice you. to know. Yes, it's nice to know that I don't hate bourbon. And I can always share my bourbon Yes. With you. No, it's quite, it's quite nice. Yes, it's, it's nice. I do want a peach bucket now, though. Those peach peach buckets are are delicious. Why am I saying things twice in a row? (laughs) They are. are, You had a lot more bourbon than I did. Oh, Um, this. I I was going to say. This doesn't touch. As it came out of my mouth, you could drink a lot and be just fine. Um, No, I. Do you remember the story about the peach buckets? Vaguely. So I created the peach buckets to enter into the Pillsbury Bake Off. That $1 million annual thing that they always show on the Food Network. Yeah. There's always spinach and like phyllo dough in one of the winners. Like all the time. Mm -hmm. So you have to use some sort of Pillsbury product and turn it into something. And you enter in a certain category or whatever. And so I made these peach buckets. Then I developed those puppies. I made so many versions of those. But it was basically like I tried like several different of the Pillsbury biscuits. You got like home style. Am I going to burp a lot with this? Because I feel things happening. I mean, you, yeah, with probably. Okay. I did also eat a really big piece of orange cream pie before you got here. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I've definitely been burping. Okay. I just kind of move it, move my mouth to the side, you know? Uh, like off the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> as I, as I say this to somebody who, who has two podcasts <laughs> that they host. No. no, I only have, I mean, I have this one. Yes. I have this one and the other one. And your other one. Yes. And I have the yeah. other one. Yes. This is true. Um, I'm such a professional. <laughs> in both obviously no so i made these peach buckets it was b- the biscuits with it was peaches and like i feel like there was like pecans maybe butter i might have put a little bit of rum in them i think i might have ended up i feel like there was there was some type of boozy out al- there was boozy yeah. element to it and there was vanilla in it and cinnamon and you know like and you and you make this like filling and then you put it in the bucket in the in the you put the I didn't explain the bucket part. You take the biscuits and you push them into muffin tins. And then you put the peach filling in it and then you bake it. And then they make little peach buckets. Uh-huh. And they were a delight. Such a delight. So do you, did you know I didn't actually enter those into the Pillsbury Bake Off? Did you know that? I did not. Because I'm an idiot, possibly a self-sabotager, definitely a strong Enneagram one. And I panicked when it was time to enter. Uh-huh. 
I submitted a recipe that I never made. I was like, I don't think this is going to win. Let me see if I can come up with something really fast and typed it into the application. I didn't actually submit a recipe that I had tried 17,000 times. So those peach buckets could have won. They were never actually considered. I think you should do that. Did they still do it? I'm sure they still do it. You should enter them and see what happens. Yeah. I think I have bet. Well, you know, you are limited by the scope of the Pillsbury product. I am your real life sister keeping you from this real bad choice (laughs) of not not entering those peach buckets. You need to enter those D peach (laughs) buckets. Well, if anybody wants to find out when the next, uh, because they don't, they're really like, at least 10 years ago, (laughs) (laughs) they were really like closed mouth about when the application process was open. Like you couldn't get a notification. You had to just like obsessively check the website every week or so to see if they were like, okay, you can enter. It was like a whole thing. So anyway, but yeah, that bourbon smelled like a peach bucket. It was nice. Took me down memory lane. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, okay, so. <laughs> I just wait, wait, waiting for that. Uh... I had. It might have been the bourbon. My brain literally shut off. <laughs> like it felt, it felt like, like it went dark for a minute. Yeah. That was really strange. It okay. looked really strange. <laughs> it's rare. That you space. I am not a spacer. You're not a spacer. I'm anti-spacing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, what's the opposite of space? Me. <laughs> no. 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 Opposite. I meant, like, I'm the space. What's the opposite of you? That's what I no, meant. No, 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 no. I was just like, like, a, like, I'm laser focused, like, all the time. That was really weird. All the time. Okay. <laughs> I think well, that was the first. you don't have to say it quite like and, that. And, well, sorry. No, it's just time. really really surprised. Yeah, that was very it, strange. It was unexpected okay. for you to not be laser focused. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I do want to make sure that everyone it, that we keep everyone from making the bad choice of not ordering the following drink at Starbucks. Have you done Bree's coffee yet? Oh, yeah. You probably got it before Bree talked about it. You seem like you know these things before I mean, everyone else does. I I had a variation. What of- was your variation? Oh, first we'll say what Bree's is. If you've seen I've been talking about on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Brie has taken the world by storm. First, Laura Tremaine had her sweatshirt cult. And now Brie has got her Did Starbucks. you get that sweatshirt, by the way? I did not get that sweatshirt. I didn't either. I thought I, about it. I don't like to walk into Walmart if I can't help it. Right. And that was like, uh, Is it worth it? Is right. it worth it to wear a sweatshirt that everyone else has? And my foreness was like, <laughs> um, no. I'm not going to buy that. Um, no, I did not buy it. I did think about it, but I did not it buy it. It was very cute. Uh, it was super cute. Um, I was kind of in a like, uh, like a, like a closet, mer- like a Marie Kondo situation where I was like, I'm not going to add anything else to my closet unless I'm incredibly obsessed and I get rid of something else. Yeah. I'm kind of in that space and as so well. And so I, you know, feel, I'm really self-righteous about it. No, I'm not. Um, okay. So it's Breeze, a grande Starbucks, double Starbucks shot. double shot. Now you can't say double shot. Because that's something different. You have to say Starbucks you have double to shot. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks double shot. Starbucks <laughs> You're like a Cherokee lady. Starbucks double shot. With one classic pump. Yes, because it comes with three. Yeah, it comes I with three. I can't imagine drinking that drink with three. Yes, yeah, so you of have syrup. to one one classic pump. Yeah. 
substitute heavy cream for 2% milk. And I tried, and it actually, I think it comes with, I think the standard is whole milk because I checked my Starbucks app. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is 2%. But it's, regardless of what it is, 2%. it needs to be heavy cream. I tried it with whole milk. I tried it with like all the, no. It, it has, has to be heavy to be cream. Heavy cream. It's because it, it, it's, it's wasteful otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't, just doesn't do anything. See, and what I have gotten in the past was a grande Starbucks double shot with one pump syrup. Classic. Or yeah. a flavor. No, just um, classic. Just a simple syrup. But I did, I think I did, I think I just did um, one pump of it still, but I think the heavy cream made such a difference. It makes such a huge difference. Because I just did the regular milk. Like I didn't change the milk part. Okay. But I but I usually always take my pumps down. That sounds weird. Oh, so you're saying you got it, but you, you the change that you made was you lowered the pumps. Yes. Right. So I had done that before Brie took the world by storm. Yes. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. Starbucks run. I double shot. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then when she. And you add heavy cream, man. I mean, it made a huge difference. It's and ridiculous. when she said that, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it I is. know this is going to be fantastic. Mm. And it really is. It's a great drink. It is iced, just so you know, so you're not confused. It is an iced drink. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask for it iced because yeah. it's, that's the way it's I also served. like it because it's very quick. It's a very quick drink. Yeah. So if you want an experience, like if you go to Starbucks because you want to, you know. Yes. You want to savor. You, but if you need. You need a literal shot. I need an actual shot of caffeine mm-hmm. that's not going to make me, you know, spit it out immediately. Because right. Starbucks coffee is just burnt tasting. Anyway. <laughs> for for new listeners, <laughs> Hannah is a coffee snob. I'm really not. You. Okay. Lucas. You buy marriage. You're. You just. By extension. You just said Starbucks taste. You just. You just insulted a <laughs> high percentage of people's morning coffee. Now, granted, but if they had Lu- if they had Luke's coffee, they would agree with you. Exactly. But they haven't yet. You can't tell it's burnt because you, you have so much sugar and cream in it. They have the to put a lot. The whole point of coffee is that you don't have to have that stuff when it's brewed correctly, guys. You don't need cream. You don't need sugar. You can taste the fact that it was brewed with strawberries or whatever, she's, roasted with strawberries. She's not. She's not a snob. But. I'm not a snob. <laughs> Even though Luke was like, "Do you taste the shortbread in this?" And I was like, "You're an. I love you, but you are an idiot. No, I don't taste the shortbread in this." Do but you, he, he's like, "Do you taste the blueberry pancake?" He asked me that one time. How does someone put blueberry pancake flavor in coffee? He says. I trust him with my life. Uh, well, he made and the best cup of coffee he, I've ever had for me. Of when course. he says, do you taste the blueberry pancake? I know he's not blowing smoke up my butt. Right. Right. Uh, well, he he could. tastes the blueberry <laughs> pancake. He tastes it. I And so I'm not going to argue with him, but I look at him. I'm like, no, I don't taste the stupid blueberry pancake. Right. I don't get this when I taste the coffee. Yeah, that's true. It tastes like coffee to me. But I did drink. Yeah, I don't. I can't drink black coffee unless Luke makes it. And it's so and it's good. so good. He knows what he's doing. It's, it's so true. Good. But regardless, Grande, Starbucks double shot, not double shot, Starbucks double shot. It's like its name. It's its common name. That means it's three shots of espresso. FYI. Right. So it's a lot of caffeine. Yeah, it's a big hit. 
you don't want to drink it. But it also because it's, um, I realized I don't want it to be my morning coffee, like my first thing in the morning coffee, because I like the experience in the morning. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, oh, I'm, st- I'm, I got a long day and yeah. it's before like two o'clock. Yep. There you go. Exactly. It's the perfect time. It is the it perfect is a quick, time. It's like a jolt. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, sur- mm. I don't feel like a drug reference is really helpful right now. When is it ever? This is fair point. Moving on. So, um, should I do, should I do whole 30? Here's why I ask. <laughs> I was listening to Simplify, the podcast Simplify. Okay. Have you ever listened to that podcast? I have not. Okay. It is a podcast that is put on by, um, have you heard of Blinkist? Where they take nonfiction books and they distill, they like distill them down into like 15 minutes of content, like the most important thing. Uh, no. It's pretty great. So that you don't have to like read a bunch of nonfiction books. You just read so the it's Blinkist. Cl- it's Cliff Notes. It's Cliff Notes for nonfiction books. Okay. Yes. They take like all the main points, but the people over there are like really smart and thoughtful about it and all the things. I don't, I've never used, I've never done a Blinkist book, but the Blinkist people have a podcast called Simplify where okay. they interview the nonfiction, the authors of the nonfiction books that they are doing okay so she was interviewing caitlin what's her face was interviewing the author of the whole 30 also i did not realize it was the whole 30 like the the ohio state yeah it was very intense M- melissa like, hartwig is that her name yeah that sounds right yes yeah. that's right yes melissa hartwig. yes so it was the whole 30 the whole 30 and i kind of knew like sort of conceptually like the whole 30 is not you know, it's not meant to be a diet. It's not meant to be. It's meant yeah. to be a reset it's for a reset. you to see. It's how you find your food freedom. Yes. It's how you find your food freedom to find out what makes you feel bad and what makes you feel good mm-hmm. and all the things. And mm-hmm. so you get to decide that, which I always like when we give people freedom to decide for themselves. Absolutely. It makes me very happy. So, but I don't know if what I would benefit, the benefits, I don't, the cost benefit analysis, I don't think I use that right. We're going to pretend like I did. <laughs> okay. I did not. I do not have an MBA. I don't like it. I, I would love to know what foods don't make me feel great. Yes. Because there are a lot of times I don't feel super great. Yes. And it started like in my mid thirties. Yes. And it has been that way for the last three or four years. Yes. And so I feel like it would probably be like maybe a good idea, but it just feels like a lot with all of my children and like having to cook my own things. Yes. And it just feels really stressful. Although, isn't Change Your Life Chicken the Whole30 compliant? It sure is. Which is Depending very on the vegetables you use, yeah. Okay. So anyway, this you, you need to keep me from bad choices or encourage me to make good ones. Even if you say I should do it, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to. But if you tell me I'm, I, I shouldn't, that I won't. Because I don't really want to. But I wonder if it would be a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Is it really a terrible mm-hmm. idea? And here's why. Tell me why. I'm so excited because I didn't want to give up anything. No, here's why. Okay, now I am not saying by saying this is a terrible idea that Whole30 is bad. I have personally done a Whole30 twice. Yeah. And... That's why I'm asking. Really benefited from it. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Here's why it's a terrible idea for you. Okay. Let's think about what's happening in your life right now. 
let's think about it. Oh, wait, all the things, all the things are happening in your life right now. Yes. You are writing a book. I don't want to start it tomorrow. You, yeah, you don't need to start this. Yes. In 2019. This is an excellent question. The, the, I, and I appreciate the nuance with which you are answering the question because you are right. I did think like, oh, I can't do this now. This is ridiculous. No. I'm not going to, I have to finish this book first. But I did think like maybe in the summer, like when Kaz is home and there's a little bit more like help or because here's what I thought. Here's what I thought. I'm seeing, you know, I have friends who write books, right? Mm-hmm. And they launch big things. And they record 70,000 podcast interviews in four hours. Yes. And it's a, it is a, when you are trying to, newsflash you guys, when you get a book published, you have to get people to get it. The publisher doesn't do that. Yeah. And so I'm seeing my friends like work their little adorable A's off trying to get their books bought. They're really awesome books bought. And I just sort of see like, I want to be at like peak physical condition. Yes. When I hit my own gauntlet. Yeah. And so when I heard this interview with Melissa Hartwig, Hartwig, I, I wondered like, oh, I wonder if this is a good tool for me to use. But then I was like reverse engineering, like how long? I know you need 30. You got to do it for the 30. Yep. But then you have to add things in like slowly. And I didn't know what that process Ideally. was like. Right. And so anyway, I'm just... As a, well, yeah. okay, <clears throat> let's say you were not in the middle of doing all the things right There's now. There's so many things right now. I would still say no for you. <sighs> okay, tell me why. Because you know what makes you feel bad. I do? Yes. What makes me, tell me. What well, makes I me know feel what bad. makes you feel bad. What makes me feel bad? Sugar makes you feel bad. Sometimes, not all the time. Well, Okay sugary sugar 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 okay um dairy yeah tends to make you feel bad i did give up dairy when i was nursing annie because she had really bad gas yes and i felt a, I felt a lot different and when you give up sugar you feel amazing when have i ever given up sugar and felt amazing it happened it was like <laughs> Do it you, was like a two-week span, and you maybe felt great. I felt great, but I also wanted to murder seventy thousand freaking people. Exactly, which is why I think whole thirty would be a terrible idea for you. Yeah, I don't want to kill anyone. You're cutting out everything. everything. You're cutting out butter. You're cutting right. out. You're cutting out your livelihood. I am. Yes, I am. All I the mean, things. It it would be. And here's the thing. I think that generally speaking, if you just ate intuitively. Which I do. Which you do. Mm-hmm. And maybe a little more intentionally right before you're mm-hmm. releasing your book. Yeah. So maybe you like steer a we- steer a weir. Stay away. <laughs> steer clear mm-hmm. of. Dairy for sure. Dairy for sure. Yeah. Because I know that that does make a difference. Ma- Steer clear maybe of like the processed sugars and like extra sugary things. Like maybe don't eat that orange cream pie before we podcast, before you do that interview or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't do it before the, yeah. But yeah. I also, here's the thing I learned though when I gave up sugar. Uh-huh. Is it is really sad to bake food and not eat it. Exactly. And baking is what makes me feel like a person. Exactly. And so here's the thing. Maybe you just take away the sugar in the meals that you're eating Uh like maybe just be more aware of it Uh be like oh 
maybe I won't use this salad dressing because it has 20 grams of sugar and I'll just do Uh this dressing or I don't know. Right. Something like that. Right. But maybe just stay away from the things that you know are going to make you just feel like garbage. Like, mm. or, or like, hey, you don't, you don't need ice cream unless you're making the ice cream. Right. To feel like a person. Right. Like yeah. you have to go through some effort in order to ingest the sugar. Yes. But cut out dairy for sure. Because dairy makes you, does, makes, dairy has made a difference. Yeah. Which it, I it, guess if I cut out dairy though, I can't eat the ice cream even if I make it. Exactly. Because my ice cream without dairy is garbage. Yeah. I just I just feel like you're smart. You already eat intuitively, which I personally think is the way to, to be anyway. Right. No, I agree. And so I think that you have a healthy view on food and food freedom mm-hmm. as it stands. And mm-hmm. so why would you need to put yourself through Whole30 in order to find your food freedom when I think you already have it, Kendra? <laughs> I feel like reading rainbow music is going to start playing or something. <laughs> if it did, I'd cry. <laughs> Figured. No, I, I think it's just, it. I feel like I'm, um, the reason it's intriguing, but also the reason I don't really want to do it, because I have done things that I've abstained, you know, like I've abstained from yes. things. Yes. And it is, it is mostly very unpleasant. That whole like give up sugar and it's like you get past like the two and a half week mark. And then, like, you just, you get over the hump and everything's bad. Nope. That hump never came. It just got worse. It was just a pit of despair. Yeah. You did have less headaches, though. I did have fewer headaches. It's true. But I also have fewer headaches now when, like, that's why I don't eat sugar during the day. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. You already have a good handle on what makes your body tick. I just feel like, and, and, and here's the thing. If maybe when you're done with your book circuit. Uh-huh. That sounded very official. If you, is that a real thing? We're going to say it is. I think it did. I think that's When you're great. done with your book I circuit. I want to go on a book circuit. In Mario Kart. Right. You're going to stop <laughs> the, the book circuit. Kids would love that. They'd lose their mind. Yeah. And, and so you're going to stop that. Now, let's say you're just like, man, I just want to reset. I just want to take time for myself and I want to reset and I want to buy the ghee and I want to use the avocado oil and make my own mayonnaise or whatever. Do that if that's what you want to do. Right. I don't feel like I will want to. But I don't think you'd ever want to do that, which is why I don't think you need to do Whole30. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you just saved me a lot of yelling about not getting to eat Frosted Flakes. Yep. Pretty much. But that's another thing. It's like, I don't eat cereal anymore, really. Exactly. I don't eat ice cream a whole lot anymore. Really, this the, it, when I think about it, the sugar that I eat is in my coffee and in desserts I make. And there are so many hidden sugars and things. Yes. I Yes, I know. That you would have to cut out. And then that just requires more thinking space, though. Yes. But I have, like, the salad dressing. Like, I, because I did do that when I did my sugar-free thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's sugar in literally everything. But, like, I don't really eat most of that. I have, like, one of those fancy, you know, compliant, all the compliant salad dressings that I got at Whole Foods or something. I, I don't know. It seems to be fine. I, yeah. Or make my own, and it's fine. Exactly. I don't think you need to do it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do it then. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. No. This is this has been a good pep talk. It's been a good pep talk. Did you hear how I said pep talk? Pep talk. I feel like... 
I don't think anything major is happening. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a, not placebo effect, but a little bit. But I do feel a little buzzy. Well, my lips are having trouble finding each other when I need to <laughs> say words. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is a lot. It, it it's it's a high percentage of yeah. alcohol and yeah. what you just had. It's right. not like you just took a sip of wine. Right. Which still does quite a number on me anyway. Yeah. It, you know, I I I wouldn't be surprised if it was doing a little something. <laughs> Is there anything you just you just helped me so much? Is there anything that I can help you with in a decision that you want to make? It's okay if you don't have one because that was kind of a big one that I had. I know. Well, I think I have been trying to figure out if I want to buy a Dutch oven. Ooh, tell me more. Okay, here's what I want to use a Dutch oven for. Okay. I, okay, so I got a, like, 30-year-old bread starter. Where? And why didn't I get any? It's Dino's bread. I want Dino's bread starter. (gasps) Like a sourdough starter? Yeah. (gasps) I want to make sourdough. Continue. This is your story. Okay. So anyways, I got this starter and so I make, I make bread now. It's so fun. And I, and I, I really love it. Yeah. And so I asked Caleb because I feel like he's, do you, how great is it that this is Caleb's second mention in the Lazy Sisters podcast? This is true. He would be, he would blush. I can't wait to tell him. I know. So I asked Caleb, I was like, okay, Caleb. Here, I, I gave him the instructions that I was given uh-huh. about the sourdough starter. Uh-huh. Because here's the thing. When I bake it, it's it's very short. Sure. It's not tall. Yes. And it's it's annoying because I have, I have children that if it's not in the shape of an actual piece of bread, <laughs> they're not going to eat the sandwich. <laughs> and I, I just needed to be a little taller. <laughs> So I, I asked Caleb, I was like, how do I make my bread taller? I feel like I'm, I feel like the instructions are overproofing it. Okay. And um, <laughs> so it's I also. not any rice in the oven. Yeah. It's doing all it's rising before it's it bakes. It's doing all it's rising before it bakes. Yes. And like, so when I knead it, I'm only supposed to knead it 10 times. Okay. Do you fold it or knead it? Well, it said it said knead okay. in the instructions. Okay. I personally fold it so that you don't you know, get a, the air bubbles out of it. Right, right. Because that's a thing, no, right? Totally a thing. You, you, Good instincts. Okay. Good job. So I am really committed to this bread. Yeah. Bread does that to you, man. And you I'm, start I'm making your feeding own bread. this starter. And so I, I just, I actually, I have dough proofing in my oven right now. That's so exciting. But it's it's dough per Caleb's instructions instead of the instructions I was giving okay. given to see how it works. Yes, yes. Because he's never encountered a potato flake sourdough starter that I have that has that has been that old. Right. And so because of that, he's like I'm not really sure how this is going to work, but here's what I do with my sourdough starter mm-hmm. and you know, regardless of the potato flake situation, um, he said, I think that there's so much probably wild yeast that's already taking over. Wild bees? Wild yeast. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> no wild bees. <laughs> wild bees. <laughs> wild bees. <laughs> 
thing like that was that like a, some sort of like weird analogy of like what makes the holes in the bread it's like all the bees are like pushing through it's a new bread term the honeycomb effect right that's what i thought that's what i thought it was, it was just no wild okay, so yeast. wild yeast it's okay. like so i think the wild yeast is like taking over enough of it you know anyways mm. i so when I when I when I fed the starter mm-hmm. per Caleb's instructions, here's what happened. I saw air bubbles come out from the bottom of the starter yeah. and like explode to the top. It was super cool. That's very fun. So I feel like some things are happening. Okay. Some different things are happening with this bread. Okay. Now when he bakes bread, he puts his in a Dutch oven, doesn't he? He does. Yes, he does. So does Jenna Fisher, by the way. And Jenna Fisher does too. Yep. Which, by the way, if you're not fin- following Jenna Fisher for her, just for her Goldie, just for bread, just it's for so Goldie, great. her sourdough art. I mean, she's just great. So fantastic. Anyways, so um, I, I'm just trying to decide: do I want the Dutch oven? Because I feel like it's going to be used primarily for bread. Okay. But I'm, but I'm not sure. Like, do I really want to commit to this? Like, do I really want to? Do I really want to just be that person that makes sourdough in a Dutch oven? But I kind of want to try my starter mm-hmm. in a Dutch oven mm-hmm. and see if that makes a difference. But is that worth the money? And then, of course, like when I think about Dutch oven, I'm like, oh, well, I could put a whole chicken in there or I mm-hmm. could make a soup. And then I think of the other things that I could use it with. But is it is it like a spiralizer? I got a spiralizer yes. on Amazon right. last year right. in the middle of a Whole30. Right. <laughs> the whole 30 <laughs> have i used it have i used it yeah no i'm not a yeah i'm no. not a spiralizer person either no i it, i feel like when people do the spiralizer tutorials where do they buy their vegetables <laughs> <laughs> they are they're the perfect shape for the spiralizer my sweet potatoes never look like that never no seriously where do you buy your sweet potatoes Maybe they buy the ba- buy they like dig through and find like I need the spiralizer I shape. I have tried to dig through. Oh, it doesn't work. I've even gone to the green grocery store. Sorry, Whole Foods. <laughs> Amy calls it the green grocery store, <laughs> and that's all I call it now too. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, <clears throat> if you're gonna buy a fancy a piece of vegetable. It's going to be from Whole Foods, right? That you yeah. can spiralize? Yeah, no, it's probably true. I can't but find these big zucchinis that people spiralize. But Anyways, your question is, is the Dutch oven like a spiralizer? Yeah, like is it worth it? Or is it just going to... I don't know. I had this debate with my cast iron skillet. Yeah. I use my cast iron skillet all the time. Okay. All the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I look for reasons. To use my cast iron skillet. You know, like that's how much I love it. Yes. So I know it's possible. You know, same thing with my Instant Pot. Like I look for reasons to use my Instant Pot. I love my Instant Pot. Yes. So I don't know, man. Do I get the Dutch oven? Yes. I do. Yes, you do. Okay. In no universe is a Dutch oven like a spiralizer. Okay. A spiralizer does one thing. Yeah. It turns zucchini into ribbons. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all it does why is that funny but it is so know. funny i don't it's know so funny no so me. with your dutch oven you can obviously make your bread in there yeah okay if you love your cast iron skillet yeah that means you understand the value of a hot surface yeah you I understand do. the value of a sear i do okay. i love a good you sear. love a good sear love it i just got goosebumps okay thinking about sears. <laughs> okay now you also because you love your instant pot 
you also love the value of say a good a good stew yes or something a braise yes right have you ever made a, a some sort of stew braise situation you start the sear you put the liquid you do the thing totally sure it's over in 45 minutes but you ever wonder man you know what would be nice if my whole house smelled like this for several hours and I could lovingly come over and kind of like coddle what's happening, this mm-hmm. stew that's happening. I want to like talk to you it. You want to talk to it. I do. I want to have a relationship with my stew. You need a Dutch oven. I think I do too. Because a Dutch oven does, it is like if an Instant Pot and a cast iron skillet had the most beautiful blue enamel baby. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. You, I, don't, I didn't even know you, did, you didn't have one. I would have bought you one for Christmas years ago. I had one, and then when I didn't know how to cook. Oh, that's a, yeah, it's cumbersome if you don't know what to do with it. I, because it weighs the size of like a toddler. I burned the pot. I burned it beyond the point of recognition. I did that too with my first one. Don't feel bad. And so, and I never not got a new one. Okay. No, you, um, and that was, I mean, that was years ago. Yeah. But I mean, that this was before I knew how to cut a pepper. Before I knew how to cut an onion, I didn't mm. know what I was doing. You know I didn't how even do know how to cut up a vegetable. Right, right. It's, you were bound to burn the bottom of your Dutch oven. Absolutely. No, you. Um, I use mine all the time, um, because it makes it. Be, you know, because it makes delicious stews and soups. Because it holds the heat. Because it's made of cast iron. Like a Dutch yeah. oven is made of cast iron yeah. that's coated in enamel, mm-hmm. and so it is so consistent. It's so steady. You know, you will you will make you'll make short ribs. You'll make ragu in there. You'll brown up your mushrooms and your meat. And you'll get a sear on there. You'll make your your stew. And I'm literally feeling emotional right now. <laughs> I, have, I have to get a Dutch oven. A Dutch oven is a very. Um, it's sort of like you know we, you know you used to l- read like Little House in the Big Woods. Yeah. You know, and you know I remember them talking about their cellars, and their hearths, and it was just you know we kind of want to go back to the days of like drying your bacon and having your big pot on the stove and ma and pa and their kettles and all the things. I want to sleep on top of the stove like they do in Russian folklore. Of course you do. And so a Dutch oven is about as close as you can if you live in North Carolina and you live in a ranch style house. Yes, is to buy a Dutch oven. Okay. And you can pick the color you want. Um, They are, I would recommend getting one that is flat bottomed, high sided and not a round one. Not like you want as much surface area on the bottom as you can. Okay. Okay. So you don't want it. To, um, so if you think about like the difference in a a bourbon t- tumbler. Uh-huh. Is that right? <laughs> sure. Versus like a teacup. Uh-huh. Where the top is much wider than the bottom. Okay. You want your base to be equal to or barely smaller than the top okay. like you don't want it to is it to yours like an oval shape i have two okay and the reason i have a big one with a whole with a whole flap that's got a lot of surface area right it's mm-hmm. just like it's but like, it's not as deep it is deep i've got a i've got a flat one that's deep and then i've got one that is um it's almost more like a paella type size okay, that's the one i'm thinking of. that's okay. the one it, and it doesn't have as much surface area on the bottom mm-hmm. but it is wonderful for like um different kind like it's great for ragus 
because I don't need as much surface area and I can kind of do the thing and it can sort of simmer out because the taller the sides of your pan, the less evaporation you're going to get, right? Because it's trapping the mm -hmm. liquid in from coming out. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted one that could hold the heat, but let out the moisture. Okay. And so I have a shallow one and then okay. I have a deep one. I use the but deeper one more I, often. I shouldn't do that one. I should do the deeper one because especially with wanting to do bread or. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have flat to have on. It. It's kind of yeah. like you take like a flat circle and you literally just pull up the side straight up. Yep. Okay. That's what you want. All right. And you don't have to get like a, go to TJ Maxx, man. Like get they one. Have they have tons. They always have them. I have a Crofton. I have a Cuisinart. I have a Crofton and a Cuisinart and they're both fantastic. Now, I did try at a friend's house. I did try her fancy Le Creuset. And I was like, oh, my word. It was, it was an experience. I mean, it is, a, it is a different It is a different. So you product. did notice a difference. I did notice a difference. But I don't know that I would notice a $200 difference. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now. But one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. I have been a card-carrying member of the ButcherBox fan club for years now, and I am delighted with every new box we receive. With ButcherBox, you get high-quality meat and seafood delivered right to your doorstep saving you time and money at the grocery store. Since my family has a pretty established rotation of meals, I know I always have protein ready to go, whether chicken thighs for changerlet chicken, ground beef for burgers, or a premium cut of steak for something fancy for Kaz and me. The best part, I know it's gonna taste better than anything I can find in the store. The key to becoming a meal prep master, staying stocked up on essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Lazy Geniuses their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips. For free in every order for a whole year. Plus get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com lazy and use code lazy to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This episode is sponsored by Pros. I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, they can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kendra shampoo and conditioner formulas more than 
any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazy genius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazy genius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazy genius. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair. Every style. Every home. Which is, that's definitely what you're talking about. Yes, it is. Although, TJ Maxx and Marshall sometimes have yeah. clearance. If you find a Dutch oven. Yes. yes. But here's the thing. You don't want to, um, for any of you who are out there searching for Dutch ovens, let me save you this. Like, you want to buy, don't buy a, a Le Creuset that is not quite right because you're not going to use it. You buy the size, the shape, the color. Like you buy your ultimate. And if you find that on clearance or Le Creuset or you splurge or whatever, and that's amazing. But please don't buy Le Creuset just because it is, but it's not the right. That's great advice. It's not the right pot for you because you're not going advice. to use it. It's right. And you, maybe you won't let it sit on your stove or right, exactly. all the time or right. whatever. Because it's not going to provide the function that you need. And then you're just going to be annoyed and you spent more money. You would have spent less money. Even on clearance, yeah, than you would have on a Cuisinart brand or something. Exactly, that was the color that you wanted. Exactly, yeah. All right. Well, should we move to questions? Yes, we have questions. Have Let's answer questions. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, we have had a couple of people that want to know mm-hmm. your reaction to Jenna Fisher, who we mentioned oh, before. Right. Yes. So, for those of you that don't know Jenna Fisher. By her real name. Yeah. Pam, fake Pam, name. Pam Halpert Beasley. Pam Halpert Beasley from The Office. Um, so she shared one of your stories and talked about how she loved your podcast and she, yeah, she all did, the things. She did. A, so she, people are wanting to know yeah. how, how your reaction to this, man. Yeah. That was a wild day. That was the day where, well, here's the thing. Here, here like just for comparison's sake. So the week or two before that happened, um, I was on a work weekend with some girlfriends. I put it on Instagram. It's my like mastermind group. And um, Jamie Golden's in it. Jamie might be listening right now, huh, Jamie? Um, Jamie, Brie McCoy, who famous, famous coffee, Brie McCoy, and Laura Tremaine, and then Emily Freeman. And Laura, it was Laura's house. Laura's friends with Jenna. You know, Laura lives in California. She and their kids go to the same school, all the things. So as we're sitting in the house, we're all like working on our own separate things. And then Jamie from like, you know, the middle of the house, we're all in different corners. I know you guys! (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, what's what's happening? She goes, you guys, Jenna Fisher commented on a post we're tagged in. Now, Laura had posted a picture. Like she had done a post on Instagram and had tagged all of us in it. Now Jenna's comment had nothing to do with um 
us. Yeah. It was just checking in on our friend. Like, I hope you're having a fun weekend. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, yeah. who are these girls you're with? Totally. It wasn't anything Can like I that. Can I be their friend too? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. But that's how it, we were so excited that Jenna Fisher had just seen your faces names. yeah your like faces, it wasn't your that, names that picture wasn't even it was like a far shot of us working like you could you would have to pinch and zoom to even maybe see the fact that I wear glasses like it yeah. wasn't a thing but we were that's and we were so excited about that fast forward I get a dm from someone um and she's like you're on the front page of the kitchen and I was like, oh, my gosh, because I had done a profile with the kitchen without an E, which is like such a great food website that I love months earlier. Yeah. They hadn't told me or they told me a couple of days ago that it was going up. Yeah. But they are a food website. They don't usually put their people things on the front page. Exactly. So I knew it was going to be on there, but it was more like, hey, you guys, this is this cool. I was on the kitchen. You could link to it because if you didn't have the link, you would never find it kind of thing. Yeah. And um, just because that's not what they People don't go to the kitchen to see other people's faces. Exactly. They go to see a plate of beautiful eggs. Like, yeah. that's just how it goes. I was not resentful. I was like, this is what it is. And so I was the top, like, top of the fold, like in yeah. a newspaper. Like, it was yeah. the top thing. Your face was right there. It was right there. It was bonkers. And so I get that DM, and then I, like, put it on Instagram to celebrate because it was such a fun thing. And then everyone's like, you guys are cheering me on like crazy. It was just so fun. And then six hours later... I get another DM. I don't remember what it said, but it was basically some form of like lots of shock face emojis and Jenna Fisher's name in there somewhere. And so I went over to Jenna's story and she, yeah, she like tagged me and she was like, I listened to this podcast, Lazy Genius podcast, morning routine. Is that what she listened to? Yes. And then she like screenshotted the dang episode. Like it was like a whole situation. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I, you were the first person I called. <laughs> you apparently did not know that until this moment. I didn't. Okay, so I, I called you first, loved. and I was like, "I'm literally drawing hearts on my board <laughs> right now." So oh I call, I call Hannah, and I'm like, "Hannah, I don't remember. Did I say Jenna Fisher just talked about me in her story, her Instagram story? I think that I don't all think I said. it was that many words. I mean, I was yeah, it was. You were in shock. shock. You were in shock, and then I thought that all phone lines in North Carolina were not working because you did not say anything for like a legit minute. If yeah. Not I, two. I was completely silent. Like we just both were standing there holding phones, nothing being communicated. No. It Internally was, screaming. Oh my gosh. It was just the weirdest thing. And then like, because you like when you, when you um, tag somebody in your story, you automatically are in their DMS now. You know how, like, when you have DMs, yeah. like, new ones, you have to give them permission or whatever. If someone tags you, they're giving you permission mm-hmm. already. So I'm in Jenna's DMs now. <clears throat> and so I DM'd her. And I was like, this was so generous of you. Like, you didn't have to say this. You didn't have to send people to me. I got, like, 2,000 followers from her, which is crazy. And it was, like, it was bon- It was just bonkers. And I mentioned Laura, you know, I was like, cause that's how she found me, obviously. And I was like, I'm, you're whatever. I was just, I just said nice words. I didn't gush. I just was grateful. Yeah. <clears throat> she wrote me back. She asked me for like help on her morning routine. Like specifically. It was so crazy. Oh my gosh. And then like a week later, like last week, 
I'm doing my Instagram live on Thursdays like I always do. And she joins. She joins. And I immediately was like, oh, it was an accident. Because, you know, because Instagram prioritizes stories. Yes. In your little thing. Yes. And I was like, oh, and I'm a new follow. Like a lot of times a new follow, like they go up because they don't know. Because she started following me. That was the other thing. Like several days later, she started following me on Instagram. She didn't follow me immediately. But then she started following me on Instagram. I was like, this is stupid. Then I'm doing my Instagram live last week. Her name pops up. I'm like, it's a Mac. It's a mistake. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. It's fine. And then she starts like sharing her brandless crowd pleaser. And she asked me if I own an Instapot. And then I say something about cleaning out your cabinets. And she starts cleaning out her cabinets. And now she's cleaning out her kitchen on Instagram. And you guys, I just, I just want to, I'm going to give myself a big old pat on the back for not losing my actual shit when her face came up. Completely. Like, I was, like, I can't, I cannot explain the, like, just a minute ago when my brain went dark, mm-hmm. like, that's what happened. Yeah, you deserve an Oscar, like you said. It was just so crazy. So, to answer your questions, guys, I, how am I feeling about it? I'm still kind of shocked because yeah. we've, we've, we've DM'd back and forth a couple times. Like, I can legitimately say, like, Jenna Fisher and I are Instagram acquaintances, which is bonkers. It is bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Next question. All right. So let's move to <clears throat> Amanda's question. I'm going to just read this question because uh-huh. summarizing it, I feel like we'll take, sh- you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to read the I am so sorry. I just hit the mic really aggressively <laughs> by accident. Okay. So Amanda says. I could use some guidance from you moms. I have an eight-week-old baby who's pretty needy. Mm, as they doesn't are. Doesn't like to be put down for lo- too long, mm. etc. But I also have this desire to start cooking again for a family. Right. Um, she's bought your meal plan guide. Oh, trying you. to complete her brainless crowd pleaser list but needs help with easy to cook, quick, and healthy options. Mm-hmm. Also, any tips for doing this with said needy, needy baby? Right. So... How can we help Amanda? Right. Um, here's, how about I start? You start. I will start even though you are the creator of the meal plan. <laughs> you have valuable things to say But well. I also, I have a 12-week-old baby. You do. You are very much so in the So I am in this. the trenches with you, Amanda. Um, here is the thing. I felt the exact same way mm-hmm. around the eight week mark oh, where that. I was like, I, I really want to start cooking. Mm-hmm. Now for me, cooking brings me a lot of life. Mm-hmm. I love to do that. And, but it is, it's so hard to do with a needy baby. Um, I think that, that what I, my advice to you would be to start small mm-hmm. with your goals. So like, Look for example, you. when you were saying you wanted help with easy to cook, quick, quick and healthy options, mm-hmm. start with change your life chicken. Agreed. As we said before, yes. it is Whole30 approved even, like yep. by accident. So what I would do is next week, just start with change your life chicken on a day where you feel like you're going to get the most bang for your buck so to speak like and um and do it really simple so my first change your life chicken post baby yeah was he was maybe seven and a half weeks old Mm -hmm. and all I did was sweet potatoes carrots and onions right good combo so it was just 
peeling those mm-hmm. and then cutting them up. And mm-hmm. I did that kind of throughout the day. Uh-huh. And then, because I was asking my question. Yes, what can you know, I do what now? What can I do now that will make dinner easier later? Right. So, like, I cut up the onion, like, the night before. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, peeled the sweet potatoes and the carrots at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then cut them up at various times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of fun because at the end of the day, what I did was, and I don't know how your baby is like this, but if if they are needy and they do enjoy being held, like mine does as well, mm-hmm. I just put them in the carrier and then I assembled everything yeah. with him on me. Mm-hmm. And then I had this lovely, healthy option yeah. that we were eating. And that was enough for me for that week. Right. So I would start with with something small yeah. and just see how that makes you feel. And that high may carry you on throughout it's the It's true. Week. We kind of look for like a big old system for stuff like this. We're like, I need a big solve. I need it to be this way all the time. Mm-hmm. And usually you need far fewer changes than you think. Exactly. Now that this is us not saying like, um, you're fine. You're making too big of a deal. No, no. We have lived this. Yes. It is. It is really like heartbreaking in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. to not be able to cook dinner Mm -hmm. and so just see though that there is tremendous value in successfully cooking one yes and it you start the momentum Mm -hmm. because it feels hopeless otherwise I will say too without um, an easy way to do change your life chicken without having to cut up a thing is to do baby carrots and green beans you just dump the bags on the pan. You don't there have, you go. You don't have to do anything yet. Such a great idea. So you can just sort My of. My husband like, is morally opposed to baby carrots, I which am is why too. I can't do that. I am too. And I don't. I mean, I don't think they taste as good, but at the same time, they're going to be. But it's fine with chicken fat on top of them. Exactly. Like you'll, he'll live. And so it's one of those things where it's 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 even a, it's an even smaller step for a very easy recipe. Um, another thing that I thought about is um, when you're holding a baby. When they start to get too, when they get too big for a carrier, but they still want to be held, like little toddler, like Siley, like your middle one, Mm -hmm. it's really good to start paying attention to tasks in the kitchen that require two hands and do them like earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. Imagine you have to magic question your life like a lot, but once you get in the habit of it, it's helpful. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, like, you know, we would have pasta a lot. Um, just because it's easy, you can just dump a sauce, make a sauce really fast, whatever it is, microwave meatballs with one hand, but you cannot carry a big pot of water to the stove with one arm, like with a baby in one arm and the pot in another arm, Mm -hmm. because guess what happens? The water pours out on you and it gets your shoes and your pants and your shirt and your baby wet. And then you're like, it's not like that's happened to me before. Exactly. And so I would just start to think like, what are we having for dinner tonight? What do I need to do now? That like, cause certain things you can make with holding a baby and then other things you cannot. And so just to start to kind of think through, like mm-hmm. you're not always holding the baby. I know you don't want to have to worry about dinner every minute that you're not holding the baby. Like you want to maybe do other things like just sit without a human touching you. Um, but I'll, in that small step, in the small steps that you said, like you'd be surprised at what like two minutes can get you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just like really intentionally go like magic question dinner for two minutes mm-hmm. when you don't hold a baby, you can get a lot done. Um, the other thought is I have not bought this cookbook myself, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's called Parents Need to Eat Too. Um, it came out a few years ago, but I'll put um, it in the show notes. Perfect. It's by Debbie Koenig. I wonder if it's related to Sarah, Sarah Koenig. But the, the uh, subtitle for it is Nap Friendly Recipes, One-Handed Meals, and time save one handed meals 
and time-saving kitchen tricks for new parents. <gasps> Another great re- resource. I have to cough like crazy. <clears throat> Another great resource is um, the Instagram account, Naptime Kitchen. Yes, that's great. She's a great yeah. follow. She stories all the time. So she's always got like a solid 20 panels up f- with tons of tips. She has a brand new baby, a two-year-old, and like a four-year-old. Um, and she cooks during naps. Um, but she also like, there's a lot of like um, assembly, you know, like a lot, if you do like a lot of food prep, like all at once. And, and she's just got really, really great tips for feeding families, but also like yourself and making the food when you've got little kids around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I hope that helps, Amanda. I hope that encourages you. And you're doing great. Oh my gosh, you're doing so you're great. You're doing so good. Okay, next question. Catherine. Um, Catherine Catherine says I'm wanting the one thing that has made your friendship really strong I have two girls that are close in age and still young because I'm not close to my brother I would like to encourage that bond as much as possible right now I just let them play together but still enforce their boundaries also with my question above were you close growing up Mm. it's a great question Catherine we were not close growing up we were not (laughs) close growing up um, we're seven years apart. I feel like that's important to say. That's important to say. Which is different when you're kid, when you're a little kid. Yes. I was the worst. You weren't great. No. And then. But neither was I. I when, mean, neither of us were killing it. And and really, when we started getting close is when you got engaged. Yeah. When I was like a grown up. Yeah. Grown-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Uh, so no, we were to answer that for that second question. Yeah. No, we were not close. Growing we were not up. close. Um, now, yeah, very close. Totally great. Totally fine. I would say that, and maybe I don't know if I can name one thing. Well, I could name one thing, but like we don't need to name one thing <laughs> because it's very dark. But I also think that like, um, there's something when I see siblings like adult siblings that are close it means that they have gone through hard stuff mm-hmm. together and have also talked about it yes it's and I don't mean like you need to like manufacture like really horrible situations for your girls to have something in common but yeah. maybe it's not even the hard stuff I think it's just being like communicating mm-hmm. and being honest with each other which I think is just sort of like a general human rule yeah. that's helpful for deep it's just about vulnerability honestly um and I think that is it, it is a <coughs> I think that's a culture like a family culture that can be exactly you don't need to work hard to develop that I think it's just something that you model where you listen to your mm-hmm. kids and you allow them to be safe and communicating what they need to communicate with each other with, you know, like obviously, you know, like Ben, my middle kid, he on the regular tells Annie, he wishes she wasn't born. And I kind of wish he would not use that language because it's really dark. And when Annie is old enough for that to hurt her feelings, that's going to be kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like that is a little kid, not quite knowing how to express the fact that Annie always messes up his stuff. Yes. And so, you know, to not jump super fast on kids being unkind to each other. I'm not saying, like, let them be unkind, but just to, to, I think sometimes they need to, like, feel the freedom to say what they need to say. And then to go in and say, there's a, you know, we can speak in in kinder words and a kinder voice than that. Thanks for being honest about how you're feeling. Let's talk about how to, you know move forward and mm-hmm. maybe communicate this without saying unkind things to your sister mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, 
I don't know. That's what I would say. You know, yeah, in her, in her I, I, I would agree. I was because my response was going to be, I think that that is not something that you try to. Yeah, you can't manufacture it. Manufacture it. for them. Yeah. But what you can do is c- just create a safe environment. Yep. And out of that safe environment, they will become their own people. Right. And forge that connection together. Right. And you because I don't think anyone really had anything to do with us forging our own connection that was a choice that we made right with each other right um and and you know coincidentally it was when we were a lot older and we were more our own people at that point and that's when we were able to make that conscious decision so don't be discouraged if your kids hit each other exactly because they'll come around (laughs) I shoved a shark in Kendra's face yeah it was really sad purely to scare her still scarred by that yeah I was terrible yeah okay next question Ryan asks hi Ryan and I'm pretty sure this is how you say your name Ryan because it's R-Y-I-A-N oh Ryan I've seen Ryan Ryan, around hi Ryan yeah Um, Ryan comes on lives a lot I feel like Okay, Ryan, we love you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we love all of you. I mean, we do. But, um, okay. I recognize Ryan's name. So, Ryan says, I'm obsessed with skincare right now. Oh, who thanks, isn't? Thanks to Jamie yeah. from the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Love our Jamie B. Golden. We do. What's your go-to that you buy over and over? Ooh. And what's your cheap man's skincare routine? What does that mean? What's a cheap man's skincare? Is that like a, what does that mean? I think that means a man that doesn't want to spend any money on skincare. Oh, I'm lucky if Kaz splashes water on his face. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that is not hyperbole. Yeah. Like, sometimes when he's putting water on his face, I'm like, oh, he's feeling good tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. He needs to put water on his face. Yeah. He's feeling himself. <laughs> All right. so funny. So, Kendra, what's your, what's your one go-to you buy over and over? Well, I haven't bought it a second time yet, but what I will... I'm here's what I'm realizing and I'm, I'm glad that this question was here I didn't know this question was asked because kind of one of the things that I had on my list of possible things to talk about was I'm realizing that I, and I've known I mean I've known this I've known this especially with makeup but like more is not better correct more is not better um, and there are so many, and skincare is so fun because there are so many options mm-hmm. and there are so many things that claim and sometimes actually follow through on their claims of like the, the pores and the wrinkles and the redness and the pl- hydration and like all the things. And when you're taking care of your skin, like you've taught me, like you washing your face is great. Like that's important too, but like to add a mask and to add, you know, something that adds moisture to your skin Mm -hmm. to perhaps have some sort of chemical exfoliant if you want to begin to kind of like when you get old older like I am and Mm -hmm. it makes a difference and all the things so there are like more categories of skincare Mm -hmm. and so it feels like it's so fun to like fill it up with what should I do but I am finding that I would rather have like six baller ingredients that might cost like maybe like a car payment that work and that I love and I use than buying like a bunch of like 10 15 things that I don't super love and use Hannah's having an experience over there I think with my words I'm pretty sure I am okay I'm so proud <laughs> I'm trying not to get emotional about it. But this is my wheelhouse, guys. (laughs) This is what you love. 
<laughs> so my product, my ride or die right now that I don't know that will change unless my skin cha- changes. Mm-hmm. Which you have to take that. Absolutely. You've you. taught me that. Look at you. Yes. I've, I've never, I'm, just I'm not married to this. I will use this until I don't love it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. But I still love it. And that is May Lindstrom's Honey Mud. I knew that's what you were going to say. I freaking love that stuff. It is so decadent. And it is $80 for a jar, which as I say those words, I am immensely embarrassed. But that is not the most that is not the most expensive skincare product I buy either. So that's fine. Um I also my runner up is the problem solvers, the May exactly. Lindstrom problem. Basically like I feel like May Lindstrom between May Lindstrom and Indy Lee, I I don't think I need anything else. Yeah. Like those two lines just my skin adores those two lines so let me just tell you guys something here when you are watching kendra's lives when you are looking at her stories and you go why does her face look so good what is she doing (laughs) she's listening to hannah what is her skincare no it's not that you're listening to me it is that you have found what your soul has longed for. I have found what works. And you are using what works. Yes, I am. See, here's the trap we get into with skincare. We we uh, try try new things in search of that one thing that we'll be able to buy over and over. Yes, we do. And here's the thing. You're probably not going to get it in the clearance aisle at Target. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it, guys. I'm just so saying hard. it. It's so hard. It's so annoying. It's terrible. I'm not saying that there are not cheap things sure. that can give you life. Sure. Maybelline baby lips. I'm talking to I'm I, talking to you, I man. I've been immensely enjoying that chapstick. I love Maybelline baby Don't lips. Don't buy expensive mascara. Like drugstore mascara is fantastic. I'm sorry, I'm gonna disagree with you on that. <laughs> Maybe but that's can, okay. Maybe you can tell me. See, I haven't found the one. See, that does, see, I'm happy with my mascara. Like, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. And that's the thing. When you're happy with something. Stick with it. Stick with it. Don't for the love the of problem. God. Yeah, just yeah. stick, just with, stick it. with it. So anyways, um, I, I'm just. It's it's good skincare. It's, it is. It, it, it is makes you taking care of yourself. It is yeah. using those things and using them regularly. Yeah. And, it, and it makes a difference. It does. So here's my thing that I will never live without and by the way I'll put these in the show notes as well so don't worry about you know trying to google this super fast as we're talking about it before you say your thing let me say this about premium high quality skincare Mm -hmm. it is worth every penny I realize that it's scary to try Mm -hmm. if you buy it at Sephora and it doesn't work you can take it back you can. That's one thing that's fantastic. Target has a new, um, even though we, I just poo-pooed on Target, <laughs> but <laughs> they do. They things. do have yeah. some good things yeah, too. Things. But um, they now have a new beauty product uh, return policy, mm. and I think it's sixty days. Nice. Uh, they have signs in the uh, makeup aisles and yeah, stuff now fantastic. that you can return it with a receipt and just be like, I don't like it. And this is why. This is also why I love getting the Allure Beauty Box. Because they yes. send great if you want to try new products. Yep. And it's really fun. And I realize the privilege of that. Like, I'm not, I, I recognize that. But I also, like, would rather, I would rather get my books at the library 
or wait for the annual book sale when the books cost a dollar than buy a new book every month or Mm -hmm. every couple of months and instead get the lower reading books. I put money into skincare and I literally have a pair of panties that I've owned (laughs) since I was in eighth grade, guys. Eighth grade. Every time I wear them, Luke is like, honey, the middle school panties, you've got to let go of them. But here's the thing. I'm like, honey, I'm saving my money. I'm saving our pennies for my face. Okay. Oh, that's so good. Because I may not have elastic in my underwear, yeah. but you better believe yeah. my face is taken care of. And I guess that was actually my point is that once you once you dip your toe, you're never going to want to go back. You're never going to want to go so back. So basically just like be aware that that it is it is a world once you step in that it's not like it's a tricky world where they're like trying to woo you. Like you really only need a handful of products. Um, but it is, you, it's going to be hard to go back because you're going to see a difference and it feels different. It smells different and it has different results and all the things. And you're going to be like, Oh, I cannot buy Neutrogena foaming cleanser ever again. Exactly. Um, so here's mine. We, we have, we share one actually. Oh, fun. So the problem solver, you actually gifted that to me and a, it was one of the most beautiful things that's ever happened in my (laughs) entire life. You gifted me the problem solver. Um, it's a mask by the way. I don't know if we specified that yet. The best mask ever. Yeah. So actually this is kind of a fun story. The other day I, had a hormonal breakout mm, as one does yeah. and this mask is one that you um mix a certain way it it turns into a certain consistency that's kind of how you know you've added enough water to it like right. you know i mean it's it's got some it's got some elements here it's yes. got some steps yes it does you also are supposed to let it sit between 30 and 45 minutes on your face yeah did you not know that i would do like is that what it says 30 to 45 minutes. Because yes. I do mine like, 20. It's 30 <gasps> to 45 minutes. It needs to be completely dry. I do wait till it's completely dry. But that takes like 20 minutes. Then you're not using enough. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So, glad we had that talk. Fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm getting amazing things just from that. I can't imagine if I put more on my face for longer. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you like go. Like a baby. So, here's what happened. I was so desperate and I trust this product so much, but I didn't want to use a lot because it costs a bajillion dollars. Yeah, it's really expensive. So what I did was... It's $100 for a jar. Now it lasts forever. I mean, it lasts like a, what do you think, a good year? Not if you use it as often as they recommend. How often do they recommend? Two to three times a week. Oh, I only do it weekly. Yeah. I do it like once a month because I'm so in love with it. Right. And and you don't want it to go away. I can't, I can't have it go away right now. Right. right. Um, Okay. So... Anyways, but um, I took like a pinch of it okay, and added like a splash of water uh-huh. and rubbed it on my face. And it was like granular. Uh-huh. Like it, it hurt a little bit oh, to, uh, uh. to apply it on my face. But I was like, I just need a little bit of this. I left it on my face while I was in the shower with a kid in the shower with me. Right. So that lasted five minutes, maybe. Uh-huh. Y'all, my skin no. was glowing. And perfect. Crazy. After I rinsed it off. Crazy. I'm talking, I'm, I'm telling you guys, this stuff is amazing. Yeah, so that is one thing that I will always buy over and over. But since you already said that and I'm, you know, singing its praises as well, I yeah. want to give you something else yeah. too. Something else. Um, 
I really love my toner, guys. What toner do you use? I use some Call Me Crunchy. I always have. I've used it for three years. Oh, that's a good toner. Her I've used a it great for toner. three years. Um, there are toners that I would love to try mm-hmm. um, that are fancier, that are $92. I'm looking at you, Tata Harper. Tata Harper, man. She's killing us all. Killing it. Golly. But here's the thing. I'm pretty happy with my toner. Mm-hmm. So, Tata Harper, I'm going to pass on your $92.04 essence, even though I want to try it. So I, know, I know. But I'll, I'll link it. There's two toners. There's a frankincense and calendula toner, and then there's also a lavender and rose toner. Um, I love the lavender and rose toner. Mm-hmm. I also no, use it to set my too. makeup, too. Um it's just a great toner, and I'll and I'll always use it, and it's very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is one that is not a buy over and over, but you can continue to use it, and it's a really great quality purchase. Is a Norwex washcloth. Yeah. I was gonna try to do a face. Jinx buy buy you a Coke. Yeah, I thought that might be what you said. Yeah, I. It's still, a great it's a great cloth, it's man. A, it makes a huge difference. It gets my eye makeup off. Yeah, no cleansers do. Um, so, so I'm yeah. sorry that we just added hundreds of dollars to your sorry guys list. But sorry I'm, guys, but not sorry at the same time. Gosh, it's just it makes a difference. It's crazy. It's stupid how much of a difference it makes. It's 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 a, unfair. It's bonkers. Um. Okay. So our last question. Last here. question. Oh, oh, I didn't answer your question about the cheap man skincare routine. Oh. Sorry to exclude this from you. We just said water. I, I just, you just, <laughs> are you had already referenced water. Um, here's the thing. If your man doesn't desire to put anything on his face, yeah. don't buy him anything. Don't buy him that anything. Is my, that is my advice to you. It'll just sit there and you have to pick it up when you have to clean the bathroom. And if he's, if you're like, you know what, it's going to make a huge difference, honey. If you just wash your face with a cloth. <laughs> if he starts washing his face with a cloth, uh-huh. buy him something. One thing. One thing. Maybe a little soap for the cloth. Yeah. You introduce one thing at a time. Yep. Do not introduce a routine, if you will. No. Um, if he can't handle the routine of just literally washing his face with a washcloth once, twice a day, then, you know, whatever. Same can be said for anyone. Yeah. You know, like we think all these things and then we don't do them because we haven't started small. You got to start small, guys. Start you with have one to thing. Start, you have to start small. But but as far as like a cheap <coughs> uh, skincare line, Harry's is pretty good. Yeah. Harry's is pretty good. That's it's a target, pretty reasonable. Right? Mm-hmm. Every Man Jack is pretty good. It's also at Target as well. Um, so those are those are good places to start where you're not putting too much money into into the routine. Yeah. Um, okay, so last question. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte Wilson. Sweet Charlotte, Charlotte Wilson. Wilson. I love so Charlotte sweet. Wilson. Okay, so she has a swap question, Kendra. Oh, fun. I love those. Ooh. She is this in all caps. Close to burning my house down. Oh, man. Liz Lemon style. Totally. And I pulled out the swap to bring me back from the break. Oh, praise. So ready to swap our home. I think it should go over relatively smoothly. Cool. But 
my kids have three sets of grandparents. Oh. One of which is extremely gifty. Yeah. This grandma does not give very sensible gifts. They usually involve <laughs> small parts or huge parts. <laughs> and even the kids don't stay too enamored of them for long. Yeah. How do I balance this overgifting grandmother with my dreams for a swap town? Yeah, that's such a, a great question. That's such a great question and such a real question. Okay, so the thing that I noticed in that question is um, the line about like, and not even the kids really are into them for too long. That's true of a lot of toys. Now, not all toys. Like my favorite room in the ho- in my house is like my big, beautiful, it's not big, but like my beautiful, bright new living room with my, with my cow- cowhide rug and my gray couch that I love so much that I swore would not be filled with toys ever right now. It has been filled with dominoes and marbles and various pieces of wood and things that the cardboard that the children have found. And they have been building elaborate marble tracks for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're, you know, like your kids are going to love certain toys mm-hmm. for a long time and that's okay. And that's good. I think that though, if there are toys that your the grandparents give that the kids are like, mm, you know, it's fine. Um, you know, those, um, I was trying to think those it's kind of like those subscript like like the maternity clothes that you get sent the maternity clothes and then when you're done with them you just send them back mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. those subscription box thingies or like and rent the runway rent or the runway. whatever yeah I think in some ways you can see toys that way now this assumes that there is some place to store things yes. okay so you have two you basically you have basically you you have two issues here you have do you want to have do you want to communicate with the grandparents about the gifts do you want to try to ask for a new rhythm and family culture around gifts Mm -hmm. if you're willing to have that conversation that is definitely your point of origin that Mm -hmm. you want to go to and that is a conversation that some people feel good having and then a conversation that others do not Mm -hmm. if you feel good or if you're like i don't know maybe i could feel good how would i feel good if you can introduce the swap concept to your grandparents and basically say to them like we are so grateful that you're so generous and we understand that you love to see your grandkids happy and fun and they you want to see them open things and, and all of that. They don't get to enjoy everything that they're given because of all the generosity, but they really want to go to Disney World or they really want a trampoline in the backyard or they really want to get new bunk beds that look like a spaceship or whatever it is. Would you be willing to give them one thing that's a toy and they're going to love it, I'm sure. And then if you want to get them more things, you can wrap up money or an envelope that says to mom and dad for your new spaceship bed that's coming. Three, two, one blast off. Like invite them into what it is that you're doing and not just like, it's great. Don't make them feel badly that they're contributing to clutter. That is not a conversation that's going to go over well. No. Um, because more than likely, you know, that the, the, the generation of grandparents is a generation that's like, oh, I got money now. I didn't used to. I was raised by people who were like, we are going to eat potato peels. We're making the potato peel pie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, there is like a, that generosity is rooted in abundance 
and it's and it's a beautiful thing in a lot of ways if you can see it that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're just trying to give your kids what they did not have. Mm-hmm. And and they see that the obvious answer to that is toys. Yeah. What kid doesn't want more toys? Yep. But if they could contribute to the happiest place on earth, exactly, that's going to feel really yes. special to them equally. And yeah. knowing that it's what the kids want yes. and not necessarily what you want. Exactly. Now, if that is not a conversation or a, you know, a consistent mindset that you can sort of, that your kids and you can carry on to your grandparents and you just need to figure out how to get the dang toys out of your house. If you have a storage situation of some kind, um, you can like have all the toys out. Like, let's say it's a birthday, okay? Like, one of your kids has a birthday, and there are three sets of grandparent gifts that are, you know, filling the home. Mm -hmm. You can do your best to kind of, like, you know, put things in little baskets, put things in little bags. Like, try to keep the little things together and all of that. Start to notice what your kid is actually playing with, okay? If there, sorry, that was gross. If there are toys that are kind of being, you know, they're, like, being ignored they're being left behind you can just sort of see like this is not the toy that's going to live for a long time here now I have been known to throw away many a McDonald's Happy Meal toy without my children's permission Mm -hmm. me too because they don't really care but there are sometimes toys that they do care they're just too distracted to see it you know what I mean Mm-hmm. And so you could do the whole toy rotation thing if you wanted to. I feel like that can be a little bit tricky because then it's another thing to remember. What I sort of would see is like, rather than being on a rotation, it's like starting small. It's like, all right, so do you see what your kid's playing with? You can tell your kid like, okay, some of our toys are going to go on vacation for a little while. They're going tomorrow. So let's say goodbye. And then we're going to pack them up and we're going to send them away on vacation. Or they're going to go take a nap for the winter. They're going to go hibernate. Or you can be like creative. They're going on an adventure. And you put all those toys into like a big old plastic container. And you put it in your attic or your basement or garage or whatever it is. And here's the thing. If you get two years down the road and you find that container, sell the things in the yard sale. Or if you're like, you remember three months later, like, oh, you know what? I bet. I wonder if the kids would want to play. Go get one thing. Go get one little baggie from that bag and bring it in. And it's like new fun joy that the kid will enjoy because there's not a million things around it. So I think the conversation is the better place to start because the more kids you have, the more grandparents you have, birthdays, Easter, baskets, Christmas, all the things. It's like, it's a lot. It really is a lot. But if you can't, it's okay to just like put the stuff away until your kid asks for it or the grandparent asks for it or you're like, they're growing out of this and they don't care about it anymore and just pull out one thing at a time. Love it. That's what I would say. I love it. Um, Charlotte also had a two-part. She had another question here. It was for me. Um, do speaking of Norwex face cloth. Look at that. She said, uh, and Hannah, do you use any cleanser? With your Norwex face cloth, I've been using my Norwex for almost two years mm, wow. and love them. I'm wondering if there's a cleanser that works well with them. Mm. Um, okay, so here's the deal. I have pretty exclusively been using one cleanser for over three years. And that's also some Call Me Crunchies oil yes. cleanser. So with an oil cleanser, um, it... I love using that with my Norwex because it takes a little bit of something, something to get it off yep. just because of the nature of an oil cleanser. Um, so I use that. I will definitely link to it in the show notes, but I would say if you have a cleanser that you love, 
um, to just take it off with the Norwex cleanser. Like you don't yeah. necessarily have to put it on your yeah. cloth. Like work it into a lather. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just use your facial cleanser like you normally <laughs> would. And then when you go to wipe off your cleanser or rinse it off, instead yeah. of rinsing it off, just wipe it off with your cleanser. Um, and it adds a little bit of exfoliation naturally as well, which is a nice perk. Totally. Um, so that's what I would recommend. I think that's so great. Um, so great. So great. Do you listen to Mega? Did I tell you to listen to Mega? Uh, the podcast? You did not tell me to listen to Mega. I did not tell you that. Uh, I listened to Mega, but Jamie Golden told me to listen to Mega. Well then. And... I just felt like I really needed to give credit where credit was due. No, that's true. I did hear about it from her. No, that's true. I just thought I told you. To, I thought I was like, <gasps> I started listening to this. You should listen to it. But Yeah, I, I had already listened to it when you sent me that text. And then I said, I'm listening to it too. Oh, that's right. I remember that text now. But every time I said, that's so neat. That's so neat. <laughs> she says it all the time. <laughs> I just say that's so neat. <laughs> it's a mega church like parody podcast. Yes, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real, guys. That's what, well, I mean, that's what parody means, but right. you know what I mean. But I just think God works in spirit's ways. That's so neat. That's so neat. But she says it all the time. Okay, so <clears throat> let's close up shop with a game. Can we, we can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> What's our game? Oh, my gosh. I just, like, attached my microphone. All right, here we go. <clears throat> that's not the game. I No, it's not. I think it would be super fun. My favorite, one of my favorite games ever, maybe my favorite game ever. Oh, my gosh. You're really struggling. My super cold, my super cold. Do you need water it's so disgusting it's so disgusting and i'm so sorry I okay know. so here's we what we know you're just trying to swallow a loogie right now <laughs> <It's> so gross <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do my favorite game my favorite party game is six degrees of separation yes okay i would like for us to play six degrees of separation and maybe we can make this a feature sometimes but this the not instead of kevin bacon it's michael fassbender or james mcavoy okay you can pick either one okay Okay. Okay. I figure if you're playing, you know, you might pick Fassie, but I don't really know. Yeah. Um, and today we are going to connect. I randomly picked out a thing. Okay. And I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. And we're going to connect. Which one should we pick? Maybe you can. Well, no, we have to pick the same person. Well, it's fine. We're going to connect one of those men. Okay. To the. Me. No, no, to the night <laughs> to me to the nineteen fifty eight winner Oscar winner of supporting actor who I'm about to look up. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, you ready? Okay. Oh my gosh, the winner of best. Of <laughs> Is this actually possible? The best supporting a the winner of best supporting actor in nineteen fifty eight. Was red buttons for the movie Sayonara. All right. You are bonkers. <laughs> okay, this is how we're going to end the episode. All no, right, so this is going to take us no, it's four not. hours. No, it's not. We're going to get there. We're who the there. hell is Red <laughs> Buttons? Oh, you don't know who Red Buttons is? You don't know who that is? No. Oh, well, then we have, it has to be somebody you know. Who's, oh, Oh, yeah. I don't know who Red Buttons is. <laughs> okay, here, we'll do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, if anyone, it, if anybody that is listening to this right now knows do you who remember the that hell creepy, Red Buttons Do you remember is. that creepy Alice in Wonderland TV special? He was in that. He was like the caterpillar or something. Okay, I know who Red Buttons is. Just kidding. Okay. I just looked him up on, on the so. Google. 
Okay, so I looked up 1968 instead. Okay, so okay. here. All right, we'll okay. do. Do you want to okay. do? We could do best actress is Catherine Hepburn. Best supporting actor is George Kennedy and Cool Hand Luke. Uh, Let's do, and then Cal- Alfred Hitchcock won like a lifetime. What if thing. we do Alfred Hitchcock? Alfred Hitchcock to. Let's do McAvoy because okay. he's been on my mind lately. As as he should. He's that been on man. my heart. Can't deal. Oh, somebody. Um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody DM'd me recently, and she was like, "My friend worked at a coffee shop in Highgate, where James." You, she said, "You're James." <laughs> where your James was doing a play, and she said he was the kindest person, and he always tipped really well. And she was like, I just thought you'd want to know that he seems like he's actually a good person. And I was like, that's not helpful. Of course he is. Okay. He's Alfred Hitchcock to James perfect. McAvoy. We, you guys, we have whiteboards in front of us. So we're going to try to talk. Or should we try? We're going to. Or do you want to compare? Or do you want to try to talk through the shortest road together? We need to do this together. All right. So because what I'm going to do is just sit here and look at this statue <laughs> of a face. There's a fat statue on our table. So James McAvoy. Okay. I feel like our in is that James McAvoy was in that movie with Christopher Plummer. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that movie? From like a few years ago? Um, he played... <laughs> um, hold on. While I jog my memory through my maybe smartphone. Maybe that's not who it's going to be. Maybe that's not who it is. Maybe that's not who we choose. Okay. Maybe the N is... No, the N is... Is the N Patrick Stewart? Can the N be Patrick Stewart? Who has Patrick Stewart been in that can connect with the with an older judge? <laughs> this might be a better game when it's not really late at night and you have you're bourbon angry and I'm bourbon. No, like. I never am bourbon angry. I am more myself when I am drinking bourbon. Oh, well, there no, it is. okay, but I finished that glass a long time ago. The loss. Okay, it's a translation. So everything. Everything ends in Patrick Stewart for me, so that's not helpful. Sure. Okay, so James McAvoy's been in, with... Um, okay, I'm just still trying to figure out what movie <laughs> you're talking about. The movie, it's it's uh, it's Christopher Plummer and James McAvoy. His, his ex-wife is in the movie. Um, it's like a period piece. It was about an author. Gosh. Man, I... I'm okay. drawing a blank you're on this. You're not supposed but, to use, when you play this game for real, you're not supposed to use IMDb and stuff like that. But I feel like for the sake of this, we might as well. For the sake of time. It's okay. We can, we can save the game for next. I thought it would go off faster than this. No. Here's what I would like to do, Kendra. <laughs> I would it, was like, called, it was called. I would like for I'm almost there. I'm out, no. no, the last station. That's what no. it's called. The okay. last station. Okay. Here's here's a fun game. Here's a fun game. Kendra, you you figure out. You figure out without the Google, without the IMD bag. I'm so glad we didn't, we didn't pick <laughs> one. No, here we go. No, that's what you do, Kendra. So the next time we record, which is going to be in a couple weeks, okay. because we're doing a double episode. Yeah, we're going to do another one. Over the next two weeks, yeah, okay. you figure out how to connect red buttons 
James McAvoy, and you come back okay. to us. I'm gonna do without it without Google. Got it. Without IMDb, I bag, you do it. Okay, I'm ready. I'm so okay. excited. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna kill it. You're gonna be so surprised. You're oh my be gosh! Like, How did we connect get... Red Butter James McAvoy in three degrees? I... How did she only do it in three moves? Oh my gosh! You're gonna text me this at like 11:47 <laughs> at night, and I'm gonna wake up the next morning and be like. <laughs> oh my gosh there she did it. i did it she did, did it, it. She it's did like my it. own like code in the imitation game i'm gonna Seriously. break i'm gonna break the machines and then the wall. i i don't think you can do this i can do it without google red buttons kendra <laughs> red <laughs> buttons red freaking buttons you can't do this. Okay. If I can't remember anyone else that was in that made-for-TV Alice in Wonderland, I'm screwed. <laughs> was he actually me? in the made-for-TV Alice in Wonderland? I, I am 99% sure of this. Are you Can sure? Can you at least confirm that? Okay. I'm not using he the Google. He was not the caterpillar. The caterpillar was... Was he a rabbit? I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't the caterpillar because the caterpillar was Sammy. Sammy Davis Jr. Davis Jr. Yes. <laughs> okay. Red buttons. I can't believe this is going to my search history. <laughs> this is just absolute garbage. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you anything else he was in. No, no, of course not. That's oh, cheating. And because see here, his top results. Yeah. You can totally do it. You could totally do it in okay. like two moves. Maybe it'll come. Two moves? Maybe. Maybe. What? Yeah. Okay. I have to go in my mind palace. I got to find red buttons in there somewhere. Ooh, and there's another one that you could have. Did you know he was in there? Like, did the movie that you just said, like, did you know he was in there? No. That movie? No. Oh, well, then that's not, it's not, it, so it's not like an obvious it wasn't glaring a movie. thing. It wasn't a movie. I'm not talking anymore. Okay, okay. He was in Alice in Wonderland. Okay, there it is. What? Who did he play? He was. Was he a rabbit? The white rabbit. He was the white rabbit. He was. He was the white rabbit. Okay. And just looking at these pictures are giving me such. I can't tell if it's trauma or <laughs> nostalgia. That movie. Y'all. So okay. Many guest so it stars. was 19, I remember Carol 1985, Channing. <laughs> 1985. It was Alice in the Alice in the Wonderland, and um, it was it was focused on like I mean this was like the book so it, yeah. it had the jabberwocky it in it which was scary. terrifying yeah, it wasn't great um shelly winters was in this sammy davis jr as i said was the caterpillar as well as father william i remember carol channing was in it um and then who was the um what are the twins the 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 the, the, the twins the dude and the dude and the like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. That's it. Yeah, Carol Channing was the white was the white queen. Yeah, I remember Carol Channing because her voice and her teeth. Uh huh. The width of everything about her is intense. Patrick Duffy was the goat. I you know about. you're helping my case right now, right? But I want to be sentimental with you. I I do too, but I also want to win this game, and I need to know who Red Buttons is in a movie <gasps> with. I forgot. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. There are two big names in Alice in Wonderland, the TV movie. That are not Patrick Duff Duffy, Carol Channing, or Sammy Davis Jr.? <laughs> no. They would totally, you would totally kill it. Why did I just tell you to not to stop telling me names? I have to go on Patrick Duffy now. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
gosh, these two names are insane. What if I promise to not use the two names? Will you tell me? What if I promise I have to use Carol Channing, Sammy Davis Jr., Shelley Winters, and Patrick, Patrick Duffy as my next move? That's fair. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges was in it. He was the <gasps> unicorn. That's right. Guess who else? Who did he play? Or she play? He was the unicorn. No, the person you're saying, guess who else? The John un- Stamos. John John Stamos, Stamos was in that movie? Yes. He was high, Hyga the messenger. H-I, no, H-A, I'm sorry, I can't spell. H-A-I-G-H-A. Hyga the messenger. Whoa. John we did not know that when we watched that movie Stamos. in 1985. Okay, well, wow. I'm going to come back to the next episode and I'm going to have connected red buttons and James McAvoy. And Pat Morita. Oh, that's fun. I know. Okay, so. I forgot he was in it too. Patrick. Oh, I'm and not Jack gonna, Warden. I'm not going to be able to sleep Jack tonight. Warden. He was the owl and while you were sleeping, remember? He was the owl and while you were sleeping. But that doesn't make any sense. He was the owl and while. Oh, he was the owl. And he Alice was the owl. And also comma, while you were sleeping. Also, and while you were sleeping. <laughs> he was Saul. And while you were sleeping. Right. Okay. I can I can do this. Okay. But you can't use John Stamos. No, I'm not. And you can't I use Bo Bridges. I only can use Carol Channing, Sammy Davis Jr., Shelley Winters, and Patrick Duffy. Don't forget about red freaking buttons i know that's what i mean like red like because it's you know like red buttons was in a movie with so-and-so so-and-so was in the movie with so-and-so i need the first so-and-so so it has to be one of those four okay i can do this i okay. still don't think you can go from carol channing to james mcavoy but you have two weeks to do it so. <laughs> <laughs> okay this might have been our longest episode it's probably the longest and weirdest <laughs> by far <laughs> like really a lot of very a lot of variables a lot of disparate topics but we're going to we're going to call it a day we missed you guys obviously we, we appreciate your um patience in waiting and in finishing this episode if you actually <laughs> finished this episode would you comment <laughs> Let us know. I'm just, I really, another, another thing I don't think, I don't think anyone will finish this episode. I think people will finish the episode. I don't, I don't think everyone will, but I think some people will. Really? We're a delight. Maybe I'm just insecure. You mentioned your middle school panties. I think people are going <laughs> to, people are going to keep listening. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'm Kendra the big sister. I literally just thought I just erased my intro. <laughs> you know, am what to I say the little next. sister or the big sister? <laughs> I'm Hannah, the little sister. <laughs> this has been the Lazy Sisters podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Lazy Sisters podcast. It is the unedited version of me, and so if you want to experience that more often, about once a month. Um, My sister Hannah and I do one of those episodes every month and you can find out more information and become a supporter on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the lazy genius. Patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash the lazy genius for $3 a month, you guys. For the cost of a really cheap cup of coffee, you can become an honorary lazy sister. And if you want more of my sister, 
you can follow her at high glow tips on instagram that's h-i-g-l-o-w-t-i-p-s she has all kinds of stories and posts to offer uncomplicated beauty for normals so go follow her there thanks for listening i hope you guys have a great week i'll see you next week when we talk about food in a bowl bye guys When I started the Lazy Genius Collective, I knew I needed an online platform that could keep up with my ideas. I chose Squarespace for its flexibility and user-friendly features in 2015, and I'm thrilled to continue to partner with them today. Squarespace is made with entrepreneurs and content creators in mind. Every time I've had a new idea, Squarespace has helped me bring it to life and made it easy behind the scenes. And they're still finding new ways to serve their customers well, including the newest feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. Create educational content your audience will love, tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor, set the price, and you're in business. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace Courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain that's squarespace.com slash lazy genius